Welcome to chapel. Um, could you all please stand with me uh, with your hymnals open to number 89 for the beauty of the earth. Good morning. Good morning and welcome again to chapel. My name is Bob Yoder, one of the campus pastors here. Welcome back from fall break. For the beauty of the earth, particularly the beauties of the fall season, are trying to burst through to us, but the 70-80 degree weather continues to hold that back. This morning's chapel will focus on this year's campus ministry's theme of In Stillness, God. Through scripture, song, 
and listening to student reflections, we invite you to consider how you can actively engage in moments of stillness in ways that lead you to the divine. But what in the world is stillness? And how in the world are we to encounter such a thing in the midst of a very busy life full of good opportunities and interesting distractions? And perhaps more importantly, what do moments of stillness look like, particularly as we live here at Goshen College? Does it come to us as it did to Elijah in 1 Kings 19, as he encountered the divine in the sound of sheer silence? Or does it come to us as it did the early Christians in Acts 2 during Pentecost, when a sound like the rush of a violent wind came upon them? Do we wish that we had the power of Jesus in Mark 4 when he commanded the storms, peace, be still? This morning, we invite you to be still before God as you exuberantly sing, as you actively listen to students' reflections, and as you soak in the words of Psalm 46, which will be read in three different installments throughout the service this morning. Turn with me in your Sing the Rejoice or Sing the Journey green books to 120. Sing the Journey number 120 as we continue in prayer. I will read the leader portion and invite you to read the people portion. Sing the Journey 120. Come, let us seek rest at the altar of God. Blessed are those who dwell in God's presence. Blessed are those who trust in you, O Lord, our home and our provider. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Number 100 in your Sing the Journey.
Um, first, just by way of introduction, my name's Luke. Um, I'm a senior from Harrisonburg, Virginia. When I find myself exhausted, overwhelmed, fearful, or uncertain, I often remember and take comfort in one of my favorite passages, um, which is coincidentally from the psalm that we'll be reading here today. Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. And I'll be the first to admit that this verse seems silly at first. Simply knowing that God is God doesn't really feel all that comforting to me. If a distressed friend approached you in need of solace and support and you said, well, hey, God is God, you know, I suspect you'd never be approached for help again. But I believe the psalmist takes comfort in the injunction to be still and know that God is God because the psalmist knows the God that the psalmist knows is a God of action, power, and grace. He can be still knowing that God will you can be still knowing that God will act. The God that the psalmist knows is the living God, the God who acts in history, moving with a definite will for the good of God's people. Listen to the psalmist's impassioned words and you'll see what I mean. God is our refuge and strength, he begins. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and though the mountains tremble with its tumult. God is in the midst of the city, he continues. It shall not be moved. God will help when the morning dawns. It is in this context, when the mountains tremble and the waters roar and foam, that being still and knowing who God is becomes meaningful for the psalmist. For him, being still means trusting in the midst of trouble, taking comfort in the affirmation that God will help when the morning dawns. But here again, I must confess that I often question this passage's validity. The psalmist's ability to be still rests on his experience of a God who visibly and dramatically acts in his history. He says simply and frankly that God makes war cease to the ends of the earth. God breaks the bow and shatters the spear. Well, call me a cynic, but I see wars raging all over the world with weapons far worse than spears. I see the waters roaring and foaming and then crashing upon the city of New Orleans. And I'll admit, I often find it hard to relate to the psalmist God, who is a strength and fortress who offers help by dawn. Confronted with the implausibility of a willful God who acts decisively in history, many modern folks have rethought the notion of who God is. Nowadays, when people are still and affirm that God is God, many of them are affirming their belief in something called absolute being or ultimate reality. God is the ground of all being, Christian theologian Paul Tillich said famously. Others speak of a God who is becoming participating in the universe's ongoing processes of movement and change. And there's a whole host of other ways that people understand who God is. And I find much of this extremely helpful in my struggle to know who or what God is. But quite frankly, I'm not really sure what all that stuff means. When it gets right down to it, I can't figure out what the ground of all being is or what a God who, be, who is becoming means. Maybe others can but I can't, at least not yet. And 
Honestly, I'm still fascinated by the God of the psalmist, the God of the prophets, who gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless, the God who parts the Red Sea to liberate her captive people, the God who empties himself, becomes flesh, and proclaims good news to the poor, who is crucified for so radically and provocatively pursuing his mission, and who is resurrected to fulfill his work, to proclaim the good news of God's grace and to empower his followers to witness to this good news. To me, that God sounds sweet. The God of that story is compelling to me, and I want my life to be a part of that story in a meaningful way. But at the same time, like I said, there are pieces that I find problematic, improbable, and sometimes even unsatisfying. And I often take refuge in what seem to be very different ways of understanding God. Are they compatible? Can they be held in tension? I don't know. God is complicated, and I guess I just don't get it. But for me, stillness helps. In stillness, God is mystery. Not just mysterious and unknown, but capital M, meaningful mystery. And believe it or not, I take comfort in that God. The God I encounter when I momentarily calm the storms of busyness, stress, fear, guilt, or whatever, is a God that may not yet make perfect systematic sense, but who feels wholly real and, in some sense, powerful and relevant. In stillness, I meet the God of Isaiah, in whom I place my trust as the final architect of justice on this earth, the God of Paul, by whose grace I am saved and Paul Tillich's God, who is the ground of my being. One God, perhaps many explanations. When I can quiet myself and be honest that I am faced with a God that I do not understand, yet who seems infinitely compelling, fascinating, and important, I'm not confused, but comforted. Odd as it may be, despite my questions, contradictions, and uncertainties, I like the psalmist, find refuge in the practice of being still and knowing that God is God. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Number 515 in your hymnals. And we will be singing verses 1, 2, and 4. 517.
Good morning. My name is Elena Nussbaum. I am a senior. And I'm on the campus ministries team, and I'm going to be sharing some of my reflections as well on the theme of stillness. Each day of my life, God becomes more and more complicated and complex. I don't always understand how God works, or when God works, or where God works. But I believe that God is here among us. It is a challenge for me at times to understand how to consider or experience God. But that is the beauty of the journey, the continual search to experience God more and more. Busyness is nothing new to all of you, and I'm probably not near as busy as many of you are, but I still find myself continually caught up in the stresses of life, between schoolwork, classes, chapel planning, interning, and spending lots of time with friends, I don't leave a lot of room for stillness with God. And by the time I get everything done that I need to during my day, I need sleep. Of course, sleep can definitely be a way to experience the stillness of God. So thinking about experiencing God in stillness is often intimidating, and I'm not sure how to fit it into my busy schedule. The places where I have experienced God the most often in stillness, or where God has come near to me in stillness, are occasions of what I would call active stillness. This does not mean that I sit in stillness or complete silence and wait for God to speak to me, because for me, in those times when I try to intentionally sit still and listen to God, my mind takes flight and continues to think about schoolwork, my relationships with other people, and everything that has happened during my day. So experiencing God in active stillness means that I experience God when I'm walking, jogging, biking, playing tennis, or other forms of physical activity. Being active helps my mind to become extremely clear. In these times of activity, I can focus on God. Or even at times when I do not directly think about God, my mind becomes clear enough that I'm able to sort through the issues that are troubling me and refocus on God and how I should live my life in reference to God. When I was in the Dominican Republic last spring, I found walking to be especially spiritually nourishing. As our group discussed many important social, theological, and economic issues, and as we experienced life in another culture, a third world country, my mind was continually reeling with thoughts, ideas, concerns, fears, and questions. So I would walk. I walked everywhere. Walking gave me clarity and helped me to think about the issues that I was being faced with and thinking about what they meant for my life. I had an hour walk home from school every day in the city, and Lindsay Glick and I would walk home together. During these walks, we talked about all kinds of things that were on our, on our minds, and I experienced God as we were able to share together out of the clarity of stillness. I also do not think I would have ever put stillness in conversation in the same category. But as I think about the conversations that I have with my friends and classmates on a regular basis, I recognize that I definitely experience God in the clarity and stillness of those conversations. 
I think we often take for granted the clarity and godliness we can experience in the conversation of another. As I listen to others, I can gain clarity because I'm sharing in the life of a friend and understanding another point of view. And as I talk, I'm able to more fully understand my own thoughts and ideas. Another time that I experienced God in active stillness was during the summer after my first year of college. I did a six-week internship in my home congregation. I was working on writing a sermon, and I had it pretty much all fleshed out, except I did not have a good beginning or opening. After sitting in front of my computer for a long time, I decided to go for a jog. I needed a break. And as I was jogging, it all came to me. My mind had become clear. And as I was jogging in the still as I was jogging in the stillness. Now I don't really believe that God spoke specifically to me in the time that I was jogging, but as I took a break from the busyness and act and entered the active stillness, my mind became clear enough that I could experience understanding. So now in times when I'm stuck on homework or need clarity, I will go for a jog and search for answers. It does not work all the time. I don't always gain such clarity, but for the most part, active stillness creates in me an open mind ready to experience God. I oftentimes feel guilty because I do not sit down and spend enough time listening to God or trying to be with God, even though I'm not truly aware of what that would look like. But it has been helpful for me to reflect on what stillness means in my own life because I do experience stillness in active ways. This does not mean that I should not attempt to sit in silence with God but it makes me more aware of the plethora of ways that we can experience God, even in stillness. I challenge you all to reflect on stillness and to discover how stillness and God can fit into your own lives and to experience the clarity and life you can find in stillness. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Uh, in your hymnals, number 493. <laughs> 
this morning, I will simply invite you to reflect on a few questions and give about 10 seconds for you to reflect on each question. Let us pray together. In the past week, recall a moment when you felt fully alive. In the past week, recall a moment when you felt depleted of energy. In the past few weeks, when did you learn something about yourself? In the past few weeks, when did you experience loving grace from a friend? As you look ahead to the next week, what is especially burdensome to you? As you look ahead to the next week, what is something you excitedly anticipate? God, we come to you this morning following our fall break, grateful for the brief respite. And now, as we look ahead to the rest of the semester, continue to be with us as we juggle our assignments, trips, concerts, exams, papers, internships, and other activities of life. Amen. Go in peace.